I know you're here. Let me see your rotten, lying, deceitful face now. When I burn your contracts. Burn those contracts! And eternal damnation is yours! You know the unmitigating pain and horror of limbs being torn from their sockets. Your limbs! Your sockets! You'll feel pain you never imagined in life! Yours forever! Flesh you'll smell! Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast, it's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic, you can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com, or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. you doing i'm good i'm good yeah just got back i'm a little late to the recording session i had to catch the last five minutes of hoarders yeah hoarders (laughs) that show because watching it just really puts the four boxes of comic books i'm still hanging on to in in perspective oh yeah oh yeah all right i'm still hanging on to some uh justice leagues from uh, high school but Uh, (laughs) i i'm not wandering through uh dead cats and piles of dirty laundry from 1974 yeah that's true that's true as a matter of fact we we talked a a little bit about it before we uh, started recording and i think there's like three shows for that now it's like people are addicted to other people's problems i know that's nothing new (laughs) but i mean this show really really uh, you know, hones in on that. I think I, I got an issue because the the I think it was the first episode of the season I was watching at Netflix, right? And the one woman introduces herself as a certified organizer. <laughs> where do you, where do you get certified for organizing? Now the other guy, oh, I'm a psychologist and I deal with it. Okay, it makes sense. And then there's somebody else, oh, I'm a professional organizer. I'll take professional. Where are you getting certified as an organizer? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Which and reminds, how, and I, how much money do you make organizing? I, it, it reminds me, I have, I have to get uh, certified in masturbation next month. Hey, that's going to be a quick course. Uh, yeah, but, but stutter, studying for the finals is time-consuming. <laughs> All different techniques. But uh, it's know. it's it's worth it's worth the effort. I think it is. I think you're right. I think it is. But what I digress. Uh huh. Welcome. What episode is this, Joey? This is going to be sixty-two. 60, episode sixty-two. Sixty-two. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, we just 
we decided to do um, your movie challenge to me. Yes, yes. Because <clears throat> we're doing the Oscar show this Sunday. Which and came up surprisingly quick. It really did. When we decided to do it, I think we really decided on doing it back in December. And now it's the end of February. And holy shit, we're going to be doing a live Oscar broadcast. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good, too. We're going to live stream it. And we're going to record it. And uh, I don't know if we'll cut it into two parts this time. But we'll see. We'll see what yeah, we have we'll, to do. Well, it's, it's guaranteed to be at least a three to four hour show. So. And it's guaranteed to be at least three and four hours of doing shots for every movie. Well, uh, I think oh, we'll we'll, we'll finalize on how that is, but I think you're backing out on me. You no, no, no. Down? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Uh, no, I think we'll finalize on how exactly it'll be. Whether it'll be uh, you vote for a category or you put in your ballot. If you win, you don't have to do the shot. If you lose, you do the shot. Or uh, if you're doing doubles. You know, I don't know. We'll figure all of that out, but we're I, definitely I, I, doing shots. I outlined it precisely, and I think it was the genius way. Okay. It's if we all vote, if you lose, you do a shot. Right. If you win, you don't do a shot. Okay. But if you win and don't do a shot and the other person doesn't win, they have to do your shot. Got it. That's, that's, that way you can, you can double down if you have to. I like it. You're going to be doing a lot of shots. And it's going to be it's going to encourage us more to go for the long shots. Because even though this is probably the year that I haven't seen pretty much any of the Oscar films. I, I, I'm filling in the gaps for you there, sir. I Don't still me. feel very confident that I'm going to get most of the answers correct. I, I have been I have been forgoing sleep the past week or so and I'm burning through these. Really? Burning. Oh yeah, I've got I've got a couple categories already wiped out. No kidding. Mhm. Mm I just don't have that kind of time anymore. Neither, no, neither do I, but I'm for going sleep. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you're I You're actually and and, well, and this is not a criticism on you obviously because because uh, they don't know it, but you're way busier than I am right now. <laughs> I'm busy and you're busy, but you're way busier than I am. I so. I'm currently helping my uh my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law uh as much as I can. I mean, there are other people doing a lot more than I am. Oh. Uh, but I'm, I'm helping as much as I can because they're opening a brand new tattoo shop in Milltown, New Jersey uh, called uh, The Rabbit's Den. And it's going to be awesome. This place is going to be great. Dude, are we going to get movie sucktastic tattoos? No. No? I'm not going to get a movie sucktastic tattoo. Oh, that'd be awesome. You should get it uh, tramp stamp style. Wow. <laughs> I'd, I'd pay for it. How about that? <laughs> no, I already know what tattoo I'm getting. Thank you very much. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. But uh, yeah, that is supposed to open up sometime in March, and uh, I believe they're going to be working on an audio commercial that we're going to throw into our promos and uh, full rotation. It's oh. just it's going to be a very very cool place because they're very very cool people. And do you think she'll put a movie? You think she'll put a movie sarcastic flash up just to see if anybody gets it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's what they're called, right? Flashes. I think so. Yeah, I, th I think so. That'd be cool. You just going to put one up, and if anybody ever gets it, get a picture of it. Okay. What does that mean? So it just says movie sucktastic. I like it. <laughs> Whoever that is, they'll, they'll, they're, if you get a, if you get a movie sucktastic tattoo, you're automatically a co-host of the show. <laughs> That's it. That's the only. Cra if you get that tattoo, you call in every week. You're on the show. That's it. You know okay. what? I agree. I think that's fair. If I you have the balls to get a movie sucktastic tattoo, 
It's the dedication. If you have the dedication... I would even go so far to say if you got an MST tattoo. All right. It has to be at least... It has to be more than, than, uh, what's it, four square inches? Okay. That's two inches across, two inches down? Yeah. That yes. it, it has to be that big just for so you can see it. Right. Right. So, or, yeah, I'd even go as far as, like, maybe three square inches. Okay. About the, if you, if the size of, like, a dolphin on, like, a, on, like, a ankle or a turtle or one, <laughs> of those, one of those other, uh, girly tattoos you get. Just let's put it this way: if you're if you're doing that for the show, call in every week. Right. We'll listen to you. But don't do it for the show. Do it do for it, yourself, man. Do it for yourself. Because <laughs> nothing says "I like me" yeah. better than than uh, an ankle tattoo that says "MST." <laughs> and then if you get tired of it later, you can just put a three K on the end and say it was a Mystery Science Theater tattoo. That's right. And nothing says Disney more than Bill Cosby. As the devil and the corruption of innocent children. And what's funny about Bill Cosby being the devil is they don't reveal that till the end of the film. Because it, uh, in the no, beginning of the movie... When hang on, all right. Well, I think we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We right? are. You know what? Let's, let's go ahead and do the top ten. I was teasing that, and you kind of went in with... Talking in detail. You're right. We will get to that. But first, okay. the top ten list, right? Uh, yes. We're gonna we're gonna play a little theme music right here. Hit it! Hit it! <laughs> yeah. On this week's episode, Bill Cosby as the Devil. Elliot Gould. Saturday Night Live again. And John Tesh. And John Tesh. All right. It's a weird amalgam. John Tesh entertaining tonight and is also a yeah. He's a musician, right? I I don't know. Am I thinking of somebody else? No, he might. He may be a musician. I just don't don't know. I think John Tesh is a musician, but I I, I belabor the point. Okay. I I I'm inclined to believe you. I don't think most people even remember who John Tesh is anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> if, I don't I wasn't, John, if I wasn't playing the music from 30 years ago, we wouldn't even be talking about John Tesh. I don't think John Tesh remembers who John Tesh is anymore. No. He, yes, he, he, John Tesh is a musician because his last special was in 2008 on television, and it was John Tesh alive, so it means he's not dead, music and dance. Ugh. So. Ugh. He was in Shocker. As who? As a TV newscaster. Of course he was. He played a Klingon warrior. Oh, really? I, I like John Tesh. He, uh, you know what? I bet he was, uh, I bet he was in the scenes at the end of Shocker where they're running through the TV. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. definitely. Yeah, that, that had to be. As a matter of fact, nah, you know what? I don't even know. They could even, it could even have been an Entertainment Tonight thing. Oh, sure. Um, like Robert, like, like, uh, like Morton Downey Jr. with, uh, Creep Show. Yeah. And Predator Two, which yeah. which followed which which followed nicely after his year or two of horror films are evil and corrupting our children. What a fucking hypocrite! Well, Republican. Mm. You know you don't need to say anymore. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, let's start on on the top ten. This is going to be for February seventeenth through twentieth. Mm-hmm. All right, the number ten film. Is the Gray with three point seven million, 
it's made 48 it costs 25 um Liam Neeson fucks up some wolves that's right even though they're CGI wolves I have to forgive it a little bit because I think they're what they're going for I can forgive it I th- I can forgive it a little bit it's Liam I, Neeson I don't care I, I hear it's very good. Uh, it's Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, number nine movie is The Woman in Black with $7.7 7 It's made 46 There is no budget. Also now, Liam Neeson. Is he in that? He's The Woman in Black. Uh, no, he's not. Oh, okay. Uh, that's yeah, What's-His-Face. Yeah, yeah. uh, Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter trying to be an adult. He attacks The Women in Black with, with uh, broken uh, airline bottles. Oh, is that what he does? Yeah, yeah, at the end. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm going to get back to you, my friend. <laughs> Uh, the number eight film is The Secret World of Arietti. Who? I this, missed this one. What what happened here? This uh, is uh, the H- Hayao Miyazaki film. The animated. It's a big secret. I didn't uh, know about no, it. No, I've been seeing commercials for it lately. Oh, uh, television. Well, we well gotta- you got to remember, too. I have a small child. I'm watching TV channels like Sprout and Nickelodeon, so oh, I'm, se- I'm oh. seeing it. You know what? I'm not going to explain how it happened, but I actually ended up watching uh, 10 minutes of uh, the Disney Channel. Oh, by, by the way, yeah. um, gay. What about it? The Disney Channel. It's gay? Have you ever sat through like any... I, I'm considering one day to sitting through an entire day of programming on the Disney Channel. It, oh, it's oh, amazing. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. It's, it's, it's mind-numbingly bad. It's, it's, I mean, I look back and it, it makes, it makes um, uh, Saved by the Bell... Yo, it's seemed like Degrassi High. Yo, absolutely. There's a stupid uh, like beach resort show. Um, there's this really dumb like uh, like two teenage like rock star girl type show. It, it's just bad. That's really, really bad. Just shows you how like, Disney is just like completely talk again. Talk about Disney and and corrupting our innocent youth. <laughs> but I, I did see a commercial for this. Yeah, it's a little Thumbelina girl, and the guy carries her around. Yes. Yes, I know about this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it's done by the guy that. How did, did this get? The, well, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 no. I'm. I cut you. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. How How did this get released in America? What's well, got the guy that just uh, spirited away? Again, how did this get released in American theaters? And get and, make it, and make it to the top ten. Because ever since he did spirited away, it was like. Ten years ago, practically. But he's been making movies ever since. Right, and and, and I, it gets released here. It oh, every single one of his films gets released here. You know, that's the Pollo guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought. Well, here. And uh, Norton did one of the voices, didn't he? Uh, no, not, not no. I'm much. sorry, I'm thinking of somebody think so. else. No, not no. Ed Norton. Anyway, um, he also did. Uh, he did Spirited Away. But Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. that's the one that really set him off in America. Oh, that's that's who I remember. It's Will Arnett from uh, the, uh, he does a voice. Yeah. From, from Arrested from, Development. Correct. He's also in the new Hulu commercials. Yes, he is. Uh, you know, because uh, Arrested Development's coming back to Netflix exclusively for a new season. What? You didn't see that? It was in the news a while ago. They finally uh, got Netflix involved. I think they're, I think they're making a movie. They're supposed to be making a movie, but that's been on the shelf forever. But they finally got things rolling, and they definitely have... It's going to be the first exclusive Netflix television show. It's going to be a new season of Arrested Development, and you can, you'll be able to... You have to watch it directly from Netflix. Although, since he's advertising for Hulu, I'm wondering if they're going to have a crossover with Hulu, too. 
Hmm. So that's I mean that that's what's big news on the Netflix front. They're trying they're trying to make us forget that they fucked everybody with the price double. And I think it's going to work too because I think oh, they're well. doing that with another show, like a Norwegian show, mm-hmm. uh, that is strictly being available for Netflix. And I think they're trying to get into that business Norwegian. of of them uh, of them being uh, exclusive with TV shows. Like this is a, like like this is Fox. Right. This is ABC. This is NBC. You come here to watch a brand new season of whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Except that you have every episode. You don't have to wait every single week. They're just all there and waiting for you to for your perusal. Sure. And I think it's very smart on Netflix's part. It's the way of the future. It is the way of the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that uh, ever since he did Princess Mononoke and that was brought here to America, it was a huge huge success. Isn't it just Mononoke. I think it's Mononoke. I th- Believe I th- me, I've been saying Mononoke forever, but somebody corrected me that was of Asian descent, so I've oh. been saying it Mononoke well, ever since. Oh, well, then they can't be wrong. Well, I don't know. They tell you to call it, to pronounce it Scorsese. Uh, no, no, no. Just everybody else did. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Yeah. That's like all the. That's like ten years ago, fifteen years. I forget how long ago it was, but the newscasters, one day suddenly decided it's no longer via, it's via. It was live via satellite, live via satellite. Then one day it was like, no, no, it's live via satellite. I gotta be honest, I prefer via. I don't. I prefer via. Good for you. Yeah. What's that? Any, any- <laughs> Why? Uh, well, no, I was just pointing out that ever since Princess Mononoke... Yes, we, we, Mononoke, we, we got that point. He's just... Well, you asked why it got released here at all. I, I just I just find it amazing that we're releasing Japanese animated movies in the mainstream theater. That's all. I'm happy. I'm happy. It, it's well, been that way see. for the last 10 or 12 years. Right. But usually... But, but his but, stuff anyway. Let's put it you, that way. But usually it's art house released. It doesn't make the top 10 list, is well, what I'm it, saying. And, and it did it on 1,500 screens. And it's probably and well, yeah. But what's what I'm saying? They usually don't do it that broad. But I guess recently, I guess Disney's been trying to push that because Disney's not making any good animation anymore. Well, Disney, this Disney distributed it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said Disney's oh. pushing these Fine. features because they're not making their own cartoons. You well, got to listen when I, when I say something. It's gold, so you got to listen. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> what's next? Uh, next is Chronicle. Uh, with 9.1 million, it's made 52. It costs 12. So. Huge success, and it's not any of that is 3D money either. So, it's uh, it's all pure profit. Chronicle. That's the one with the kids, right? Yeah, the one with superpowers. I I found the name of the that was supposed to be a copy of it. I lost it again. <laughs> oh come on! But while I was looking, I saw a lot of people saying that they felt it was a ripoff of Akira. Um, I did read that. I don't know how much I buy that until I see it. Yeah, I agree with you on there. But there's another film that came out like three years ago or so that they were saying it's a huge ripoff of. I forgot yep. what that. I forgot what that was. Yeah, I don't remember either. But yeah, so it, it was also a mainstream release, American yeah. release. I was gonna it, write it down, but then I I got bored with the whole idea and this. Yeah, that's that's fine. Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, and it's same thing. Superpowers, blah blah blah. They use it for their own personal gain. So teenagers abusing their powers. No, I hate that. Number six is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace in 3D. Lucas fucks you up the ass once again. again. Nine point nine million, and it's made thirty-five since its release. And what was the budget on that? Oh, nothing. Not yeah, <laughs> just advertising. Nothing. Just advertising. Right. Uh, which 
apparently they they heavily advertised it because you can't well, they, go to a fucking quick check without seeing a five foot tall cut out billboard of it. Didn't they cross over? Who was it? Monster or what? What what drink did they cross over with? I thought I saw oh, a commercial. It's, it's, it's like, Pepsi, I think. Is it Pepsi? I thought it was like the Monster sodas or whatever. No, it wasn't Monster. Energy drinks. Wasn't it? No, because no, I saw it at Quick Check. It's a, it's a big cardboard cutout. I think it was Mountain Dew or Pepsi. Well, I mean, Pepsi is owned by Mountain Dew. Or Mountain Dew is owned by Pepsi. Anyway, the, half but, of it's owned by... Yeah, it's, it's, it's 50% of it's owned by Coke, 50% is owned by Pepsi. Right. Yeah, whatever. Um, but but yeah, I, okay, it is yeah. just... It's soft drinks. They got the cross-promotion going strong. Yeah. Bunch of assholes. And you know what? If if you pay, even when even if, when Lucas is dead, they will continue this trend because they know it is a proven success. Lucas will never die because he has sold his soul for this, and he will walk the earth with Spielberg and the rest of the whores. Yeah. When the when the uh, after the uh, the rapture. You're probably right. Um, I hate that motherfucker. And I if really you're do. if you're listening to this and mm. you paid to see the 3D Star Wars, shame. Smack yourself. Or no, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not because obviously you've got issues. Normally, I say shoot yourself, but I'm trying to be a nicer person. I, I'm not even. I'm not wishing violence. I'm just saying, for shame, you have issues. <laughs> you need to. It's it's like the, the the it's like the woman on hoarders. It's only six months overdue. I can still use that broth. No, you're delusional. <laughs> you fool yourself into thinking you're doing a good thing. You're not. Yeah. Put the broth down. Stop giving Lucas your money. Go home and watch the eight different other versions of it you have on DVD or VHS and Laserdisc. <sighs> I just, you know, that's my uh, public service announcement. Good. Uh, it's, I, just, it's, I, I hate thinking about it, that it, it's been re-released. Because you, 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 you know, you know, fucking Clone Wars is rele- being released next. Can we, can we do a, Clone Wars, Attack can, of the Clones. Can we do a, um... Can we do a, a, a uh, fundraiser for RS... What would it be? RSWFS? Uh, what is that? Repeat Star Wars Franchise Syndrome. <laughs> no, repetitive. Repetitive Star Wars Franchise Syndrome. And you, what would this money go to? Uh, killing Lucas. Try, trying to stop? No, I can't say kill Lucas. That's horrible. Scott, don't do that. <laughs> what are you doing? You just, you just said you weren't promoting violence. I'm not promoting violence. Kill Lucas. Kill Lucas. <laughs> Take him out. Don't fuck this up, Mitchell. No, no, I think I think we should not kill him. We need to kidnap Lucas, Spielberg, and um, Cameron, mm. drop them on an island, and do a reality show where the first person that films a movie just with nothing but coconuts <laughs> and doesn't just rehash something they did in the past, in their entire past career, uh, they win. Okay. And they get I, more. I would drop them on prize, an island with prize, nothing. The prize is more coconuts. Prizes. I would put them on an island with nothing but their own films and have them critique. They'd go back and forth critiquing each other's movies. They, they jerk themselves off to death. And oh, that's wonderful. No, that was good. Oh, no, I like when you did that. They jerk each other off. That was death. great. Oh, look at that. Can we watch that one again? You ripped me off. All right. Number five is the uh, rom com This Means War with 20 million. Its uh, total gross was twenty one because I had a um, a pre Valentine's Day release. It cost sixty five. Holy fuck! This thing cost sixty five million dollars. Well, you know, it costs more than Ghost Rider. <laughs> well, I should hope so. <laughs> what the fuck? Reese Witherspoon, I th- I think is worth every every dollar. I think she's commanding somewhere in the twenty to thirty million dollar range, and I oh. think that's where most of this budget went to. 
Really? What is she doing the command that much money? She won an Oscar. She, she, for what? Um, the the Johnny Cash film, Walk the Line. Okay. Yeah, believe me, not Oscar worthy, but, but, but they felt that she deserved that, it. So is that really a draw to the box office that she won an Oscar for for a, a Johnny Cash biopic? And why is she crashing my fucking IMDb? I can't cheat and like pretend I know what I'm talking about if I can't get my IMDb. <laughs> Thank she, you. Uh, ever since she did, I think she did a movie called uh, Man in the Moon. Pretty sure she did a film called Man in the Moon. She's like 12 or 13. She has, you mean, she has, you she has adult head in it, which, uh, which is a phrase that I've coined, which means that uh, the body grows up, but the head hasn't. Well, that would be baby head then. No, it's adult head because even at 12, she looks like she does now at 30. Oh, you're saying the heads are pre-naturally developed. Yeah. It's like her, everything from the neck up has not changed. She okay. looks, she the way she looks now is the way she looked when she was 12. Because you get a lot of like child actors that grow up and it's like, wow, I can't believe that's the same person. Or wow, they really grew up. Like, um, uh, what's his face from Dutch? That kid? Uh-huh. He grew up, and now he's like, he's a major actor now. I forget his name, but he's been in everything uh, from... John Leguizamo. From what? John Leguizamo. No, not John Leguizamo. Oh, okay. He's been in everything from Empire Records uh, all the way to, uh, well, that other Reese Witherspoon film, uh, the one Sweet Home Alabama. And it's like, from what he looks like when he was a kid to what he looks like now, you would swear it's a different person. You can kind of see it when he was a little kid. It happens when they grow up, you know. You, yeah, well, change. Reese Witherspoon, I'm just pointing out that Reese Witherspoon, 12, 30, same. Mm-hmm. Well, she always had that jaw. Yeah. You know, and I had to point out, too, that, mm. uh, and I, well, so it's, 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 it's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Mrs. Smith, or Mr. Mm. Smith, it's uh, two spies fighting over the same girl. Mr. and Mr. Mrs. Smith. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yep. two, two top CIA operatives wage an epic battle against one another. Epic has become too overused. We need to stop using it, that. It, it, it sure has. What I love the fact is the, tag, the tagline says, it's spy against spy. And you know, at one point, it was spy versus spy, and then the Mad Magazine is starting to sue the ass off them. <laughs> So don't even go there. Yeah, it's like we're not doing much these days, but we can still but, sue you. Yeah, I mean, we 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 you know we're still cranking out cartoons and stuff. We'll 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 take you. <laughs> and they'll win. No, you don't fuck with uh Al, with Al Jaffe. That's right. Or Alfred E. Newman. No, sir. Uh, but yeah, no that that one looks. Uh... Hey, as long as Tom Hardy's working, that's all that matters. I like Tom Hardy. I really do. You know you do. And uh, you have, you have, I, I don't like that he's in this film. You have an unhealthy uh, because I think it's uh, an under it it underuses him talent wise. I, I yeah because he's not naked in half the film. Uh, excuse me. No, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I've uh, just, I've I've just heard way too much raving about him. Well, this from is, you and Bronson. I think what happened was. I saw him in Bronson. I really enjoyed Bronson. See that, I, you, I knew he was going to become mainstream, uh, a, like a, a mainstream American actor. I knew people were going to notice him. See, and then Christopher Nolan does, and he just, ever since he did Inception, his he's just exploded. Right. And I don't know if that's a good thing yet. There's just something about whatever you say you loved Bronson, and it was okay film, and just... I think I liked him as Bronson. I thought him... I think I would have liked him. Was intriguing. 
Right, but I would have liked him less nude. <laughs> and and I'm usually not that way, but that's a lot of nude. Well, hey, what are you going to do? It came with the part. Uh, no, no, I, I'm not saying it's a bad film, and I enjoyed it. I, I think as a film overall, I think it was an okay movie. I just think him as Bronson mm-hmm. was was just very intriguing. I no, liked no. it a lot. Sure. Yeah. I liked when he was dressed all in gold near the end of the film, uh, and he's just... I liked it when he was rubbing, just, rubbing butter all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my favorite part. Margarine. Mm. Let's be fair. Parquet. Park. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. He kicked the shit out of that little tub of butter. Yeah, he sure did. Didn't stand a chance. No. Uh, anyway, uh, number four is Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, Twenty <laughs> twenty-five I'm... million in its opening weekend. It cost fifty-seven. It actually is at number four. Wow. It's at number four. Well, you know what's interesting? One, two, three, four, and five. All the top five films made over twenty million dollars. Hmm. It, it was half of the top ten did extremely well, uh, which just goes to show that uh, every single one of these movies is different. And, and, and it's it's all crap. To an well, well, you know what? When we get to the number one film, I do want to see the number one movie. All right, I, I'm, 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 I'm jumping the gun. I'm sorry. You are Go jumping ahead. the gun. Uh, the number three film is Journey to the Mysterious Island with twenty five million. It's made fifty nine. It costs seventy nine. Okay, that that that's hold upholding my crap. Oh, it's total there. crap. Yeah. And you know what? They they've they've already punched all the numbers and looking at what it's taking in. They're saying that it's going to exceed Journey to the Center of the Earth. In numbers all around, so that just to me means there's going to be a journey three, and then a journey four. I think Jules and, Verne and then, needs to build a time machine and 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 travel here and take us take. And I'm not sure if journey four or five will go straight to video, but one of those two will. Yeah, maybe. Journey three will be another theatrical. It'll probably do okay, but then it'll push four into straight to video. Or they'll make a four, and then that'll push five straight to video. But there's gonna, they're gonna, it, from here on in, it's gonna be a whole series. Okay. It's gonna get to the point of where uh, it's like the the land before time, and it's like twelve movies in, and ten of them were straight to video. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be that kind of a series. Right. All right. The number two film is The Vow with twenty six million. It cost eighty, uh, or it's made eighty eight. God, it cost thirty. I don't know. I don't understand why. It's it's another. Uh, it's like the Notebook. Uh, they fall in love. She can't remember shit. She can't remember him. So basically, his vow is that he's going to make her f- uh, fall in love with him all over again. Yeah, we covered this in our previous Valentine's Day episode, which which you might just want to skip. <laughs> <laughs> why have you listened to it since? Just yeah, we really do come off as very immature in that episode. It it's only an hour. I, I, I know. It's a very immature hour. I haven't listened to it yet myself. <laughs> now I have to. <laughs> we, we, I, I really think it's one of our weaker episodes. I'm not trying to, you know. No, I, I get take, where you're going. Take us why we're down, but yeah. It, it really doesn't hold a, it does not hold a candle to the penis or the rape episode. It really doesn't. <laughs> and only one of those was a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I do think making the rape episode of valentine's day episode might have been pushing the, the limit a bit if we if we had done that yeah that's why we didn't yeah <laughs> uh okay and the number one film is safe house with 27 million uh. it's made 81 million 
and it's in its second week. It has a budget of 85. Uh, it's doing extremely well. I just like Denzel Washington. I don't want to say I'll see anything that he's in because that's not true. But I think this looks interesting enough that I, I do want to see this film. I'm tired of seeing him as the calm, under-pressure, double-crossing guy who turns out to be the good guy kind of thing. He does it too often lately. It's only, it, it, it's he didn't only, do it in training day. I know. I'm not saying late. Oh. I said lately. You heard, you heard the lately part, right? No, I, I didn't. Okay, I said lately. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right. Um, I, I just... I think we, he gets some of these roles like that where it's the, the calm under pressure guy and it's almost like he's pulling a cigar and walking through the film. <laughs> let's let's be fair. Denzel Washington will never be like Seagal. No, but compared to his, his career will never go in that direction. But compared to what other stuff he's done, I, I, I see the trailer and I really it's like, okay, they, you could get anybody to do this role and he's really just doing the, the straight face calm under pressure thing. You know what you know what I find refreshing though? What? That this movie isn't directed by Tony Scott. That's nice. I that's, mean... That's nice to see. How many films has he made with Tony Scott? Like six already? And it's don't get a- me wrong, the Tony Scott films are are good with Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. but it gets to the point of where it's starting to get redundant. Mm-hmm. Well, if, that, that's like every film that comes out now. Right? Yeah, but there are certain directors that it's like, I have to use this actor in almost everything that I do. Yeah. You know, it's like Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. You know, I mean, at the at this point, I oh, think they're upwards eight films at this point, nine I'm movies. I'm so looking forward to... Uh, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Oh, oh, I can't even... I've be- already heard bad things about it. I, I, I can, can't even begin to describe how much I'm looking forward to not seeing that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's mind-numbing. And I still love Johnny Depp. I, I still... I just watched The Rum Diary recently. Oh, how was that? Uh, very good. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's weak. How is how is his Hunter S. Thompson? Well, he's doing a young Hunter S. Thompson. He's not really doing Hunter. So the inflection isn't as no no as I, as, as uh, like if you didn't know fear and loathing, it's not that deep. If you didn't know it was a Hunter S. Thompson film, you might not make the connection. Okay, he's, because he's really doing a young Hunter. So it's before yeah, it's before the whole cadence kicks in and um, but it's it's really it's good. It's it's a little. As far as it's you know, it's a little ham-fisted just because you know Hunter was a little bit ham-fisted sometimes when it came to the whole, you know, yeah, you know, battle against evil kind of thing. But that's the charm. So, but it, it, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I mean, I I, I, I would still watch uh, Fear and Loathing over it, but it was it was oh, a nice addition. Course. Fear and Loathing is yeah. absolutely and, and I mean, the tourist. I, I don't know if it's too soon to call it a classic, but it's no, going no. down that road. It's a classic. Yeah, and, and the tourist, I I thought got. Uh, vastly panned for no reason whatsoever. I thought it was a nice little film. I was I, underrated. Underrated. They well, they were they were making fun of it during the Oscars last year, and there was like all this talk about how it was just a boring film. And I thought it was a nice like throwback to the Hitchcock days of real suspense films. And you know what's funny? I bet there was a lot of other people, including the people that helped produce it, that thought the same thing. Yeah. And all it takes, all it takes, is a couple of reviews from legitimate sources. To really fuck all that up. Yeah, and and again, it's like, it's like uh, Hollywood gets so full of itself when it talks about some aspects of like like the artist, which you know we'll get into Oscar Day, mm-hmm. but all the raving and ranting about the art- artist is like okay, it's in black and white and it's silent. I, I it was okay, but I don't I don't see why we're raving so much about this. I'm already predicting it's going to win Best Picture. I I disagree. No, um, it's, it's gonna, not only is it going to win Best Picture, no, I'm not going to get into that. 
Okay. That's why I said well, we're not going to get into it. Well, okay. well, my point is like, but then you get something like the tourists where they they do a uh, you know they go back to a different kind of filmmaking from a certain time period and they do it well. And everybody's oh, it was boring. Oh, there's not any action in it. I said, well, that's not supposed to be jackass. That's what the films, you know. It, uh, do your right. research. Sure. You know, obviously they're not film buffs. Uh, no. No. Not not like us. No, not like. All right, let's go ahead and do the finger list. Already. It's the top ten. Okay, run down them real quick. Run them. All right. Starting at number ten is the gray. Yes. The woman in black. Uh huh. The secret world of Arietti. Mm hmm. Chronicle. Star Wars Episode One, This Means War, Ghost Rider Two, Journey Two, The Vow, and Safe House. Okay. Shall I go first? Yeah, go ahead. I think you've gone first like six times in a row. All right, after you. All right. Uh, it's a toss-up for me. Me too. It's a, it's a toss-up for me between The Vow and The Phantom Menace, but. <laughs> If there's a film that I think I couldn't handle, that I cut that little pinky finger off for, as bad as The Phantom Menace is, I think I gotta go Val. I hate, hate, hate these romantic... I just, I hate them. So, I mean, at least Phantom Menace is, is sci-fi, even though it's bad sci-fi. It's like bad pizza. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's even a little bit good, or it's always good in some way. I can't do the vow. I just I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. You know what? I was gonna go with. Uh, I was gonna go with um, the uh, incredible mystery, mysterious island. Oh, journey two. Journey. Well, it's mysterious island. It's the book they're they're yeah, okay. ripping off and and bastardizing for it. Uh, just like Armor of God, they got the sequels backwards when they brought them over to America. But um, I'm going to have to go with you because you, you swung me on that. And not only is it that really kind of insipid, uh, mindless, romantic pap, but also I've already seen the film. It was called Fifty First Dates. Yeah. And, this one's and, probably a little bit more romantic. It's got a little less comedy in it, but yeah, they're pretty much the same movie. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I've I've already walked that road, and I, I'm not ready to do it again. Don't need to see it. As a matter of fact, my wife went to go see it. Um, she went to go see it Monday night or Sunday night. I never even asked her how it was. I, I it totally slipped my mind to even ask how was it. I would only see it if it was an Adam Sandler film, <laughs> and but it was him playing both roles. Oh okay. Like, like we already Jack know how Jill. that like we are yeah, I was going to say Jack and Jill. We already know how that was how right. that's going to look. But I have him just trying to seduce himself. He wants to play Twister with your sister. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um let's go to break. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to talk about The Devil and Max Devlin. Yay. Which is uh Elliot Gould and Bill Cosby Disney film. You will you will know pain that you've never known before. Puddin' pops. Puddin' pops, jello puddin'. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! I'm All right. Gonna... All right. Yeah, we'll be right back. Right back. Are you home alone tonight? Got no one to cuddle? Urgent, urgent for some connection. Don't worry, Daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Just tune in Movie Sucktastic. Give us a call at 908-514-4470. Tell us what bad movies have been tickling you. 
just call after dark. We lack it that way. Are you tired of the same old pop culture podcast? Do you listen to those other podcasts and think to yourself, why aren't they talking about the things I'm interested in? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and when I want to listen to a couple guys with their appendages on the pulse of pop culture, penis, I listen to the Are You Serious podcast. Hear news about politics and religion where hosts Chris and Frank ask the tough questions. If you woke up with a cock in your mouth, would you take it or leave it? Yeah, exactly. How big is the cock? <laughs> You'll hear entertainment news about your favorite movies and TV shows, plus plain old wholesome discussion about the lives of Chris and Frank. I mean, now I am, like, tattooed. It's weird. It's like I've... I guess I should explain what I got. Yeah. It's three swastikas. Each one interconnected. To look like a smiley face, and on my left arm is cock and balls. And you notice I looked at my right Character arm. Character from I said an old that. Disney film. It's the prequel to Song of the South. Exactly. No, I have it's um, called Song of the Cock and Balls. <laughs> it sounds like this. So when you think pop culture podcast, remember this. What's that thing between the dick and the asshole? The Are You Serious podcast on iTunes or AreYouSeriousPodcast.com. From hell! From hell, a little Iron Maiden for you all. Mwah. That, that's what Bill's going to do down there. <sighs> and yeah. John Tesh. I love a little Iron Maiden. Kidding? Mm-hmm. You know that, that there's no such thing, by the way. As Iron Maiden? No, as, as the Iron Maiden. The, that wasn't a real medieval torture device? No, because it doesn't make any sense. It was created for tourists. Uh, really? If, if, the whole, if, if you put someone in something but like that... it wasn't that, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well, all right. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe there. But yeah, if you actually put someone in that and closed it, they just died. It, it, it serves no purpose as a torture device. It well, was I actually, thought that was the whole point. No, no. It was just it was created for the torture. There was no actual Iron Maiden back then that they used like that. They had things that, you know, you, you closed the head around and put body parts in, but the Iron Maiden itself, oh, that right. entire concept, doesn't exist. Hmm. In in history, put them in the Iron Maiden. Awesome. awesome. Kill them. Bogus. <laughs> Still one of the best time travel movies ever. I love it. Love it. Ever. Ever ever. You know they're making a Bill and Ted three, right? Yes. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter have agreed on a script, and from what I understand, it's in post production or pre production, mm-hmm. and it's at some point it's absolutely being made. 
I still have my Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey comic book, which was done by uh, what's his name, the Milk and Cheese guy, and Milk and uh, Cheese, the uh, the guy that Milk and Cheese comic book. Oh, oh, him, oh, that guy, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, the All name right, is, uh, cool. um, Dork, uh-huh. Dork, Evan Dorkin, and uh, I still love the comic book because it was actually uh, they like mm-hmm. they cut stuff out of the movie that's still in the comic book. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's the comic book's actually superior to the movie. Got it. Um, cause you know, cause he's working out the original script, and then they make the film and they change some shit. So, but we're sidetracking. We are sidetracking. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we uh, the Devil and Max Devlin, which was my challenge to you, and I'm proud of myself, cause initially my the only connection was okay, Ghost Dad the Max Devlin, Bill Cosby. Not only is it Bill Cosby, it's Bill Cosby in a role in which no one can see him except the lead character. Correct. So I was, I was like, wow, there's actually two links to this. He, it's, kind, it's kind of a ripoff of the uh, the Oh God movies. Three really, really think about it. Oh, well, it, what, they were trying to cash in on Oh God. Um, this, the Devil Max Devil is the first, correct me if you, uh, or jump in if you already know this, the first PG Disney film. Oh, I did not know that. It was the first PG one. Disney was blazing new trails. They were, uh, and this, and you can tell by the film too, this is a time where they really didn't have a lot of money. Right. Disney was really like on the low end there. They were they were they were making shit. And the the budget on this is nil. You can tell. Yeah. When you watch it. Well and uh so it it's the first PG film. You can tell cuz there's some like semi swearing throughout the movie. They were yeah. trying to go for like a more sophisticated like adult kids film crowd and failed miserably. Yeah, they were going for the, you know, the 12, 13 and up crowd, sure. Mhm. And this, they, they, uh, three, I think three or four months after they made this, Bill Cosby got greenlit for the Cosby Show. <laughs> That's right, because it was made in 81, I think Cosby Show, uh, 82? Uh, 82, yeah. Yeah, okay. So this was the, the last feature film that he appeared in before Cosby Show, and there would only be two more that he would star in, I mean, leading roles. Yeah. He, 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 uh, he shared the, the, top credit with Elliot Gould, so it was kind of like a, a supporting book for both of them, Correct. even though he's only in it for like 20, you know, 15 minutes combined. Yeah, he's not in it a lot at all. Right, the only two feature films that Bill Cosby would uh, start lead in after this would be Leonard Part 6 and Ghost Dad. Yep. Right. Now... <sighs> so where to begin? Well, uh, I can read you the IMDb uh, plot. Well, which- I mean... It- just in a nutshell, Elliot Gould is basically a slumlord. Yeah, and he's made a lot of bad decisions in his life, and well, he haven't we all? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. nothing too major, mm-hmm. but they kind of they pretty much they 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 do a little entrapment on him. Right. <laughs> well, he, well, the funny thing too is they set him up as a bad as an evil landlord, but he's, I mean, he's an asshole. But he's not that evil. No, he's uh, really I mean, not that evil. I mean, he has strict rules that he abides to: no pets, no children. Uh, okay, he won't. No repaint. unnecessary improvements. So he won't repaint the apartment. He won't take care of the ladies' cockroaches. But it's not like he's he's like killing old ladies and keeping the welfare checks. I mean, he's a, he's a he's a douche. Yeah. But he's nowhere close to evil. Well, as a matter of fact, when my he, old he, boss. Yeah. <laughs> Much eviler than Elliot Gould in this film. He's he's chasing down a renter that owes him money, and this the elder, lo- who, who could have been Bob Barker. Yeah, 
<laughs> elderly guy in a blue jumpsuit. Yeah, and this little old lady, uh, who obviously is working for the devil, mm-hmm, obviously steps out and says, "Sir, can you cross me?" And he's like, "Out of my way, lady!" And falls under a bus. And they all, uh, Harry Krishna has come out. Go, Harry Har- Krishna, <laughs> Harry Krishna. <laughs> he's. I, I was. I was reading through some of the reviews online, and my favorite. My favorite one was uh, he. Uh, in the review, he says, uh, "Elliot Gould chases the the uh, wayward tenant and is hit and struck dead by a bus full of Hare Krishnas." And that's <laughs> as funny as the film gets. <laughs> and it's true. There and are, then. That's the, that's the only part of the film where, where I didn't laugh, but I was like, oh, I, I get it. And that's the that's the closest I came to chuckling from there yeah. on out. Yeah. Uh, not least, not really a funny film anyway, though. No, there's no humor in this movie. Really a, none. It's weird. It, this is the kind of film, because what happens is he goes to hell. Uh, and apparently, he goes to hell, and he's now, surrounded by um, now, hang on, before supervisors, you, I think they called them. Now... Uh, the, the well, the, the I think the assistants or, or the something like that. Yeah, white people in suits. Yeah. Now, but as I remember, oh, my notes. I got to get to my notes. JD's revenge. Hang on, I'm unprepared. But he ends and, up down there, and Bill Cosby is the proprietor proprietor of Souls. I think that was his title. Mm-hmm. Proprietor of Souls. Right. But now, now when it, but when I I have to say this, uh, okay. they show Elliot Gould falling into hell. Yeah, they do. So, uh, so you're five minutes into this film, and there's a shot of Terrible people screaming, screaming people plummeting into hell. With him. Right. Like, all around him, yeah. And I'm thinking, this is the Disney's best kids movie since The Black Hole. <laughs> Not The Black Hole. Is it The Black Hole? Black Hole is Disney. Oh, I thought you... You know what? I thought you were going Black Cauldron because it was that no. was a dark animated film. I was saying but Black Hole. Live from, action, yes. I was talking about Black Holes. It's like you're watching a Disney film. You're wondering, where the fuck are kids supposed to be enjoying this? Yeah. <laughs> and, now, oh, and also, God. when he falls down at the end where they have like that long shot of like the, the people marching in the background and there's like a tree with eyes in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. All I could think of is like, so Disney couldn't find any animators. <laughs> it was... It was... It was like public access television animation. Well, that- what's what's funny about the movie... And, really? And a lot of... Okay. What's interesting about the movie... Okay. Uh, and movies like it that came out in that era, this could have easily have just been a made-for-TV film. Oh, boy. There is nothing spectacular in any way about it. It All the way from the dialogue to the way it's filmed to the music used... Oh. It could have very well have just been a TV film. And I think in this era, a lot of films were made the exact same way with the same type of equipment and the, the same type of music. And it was just essentially the studio's decision to say, yeah, this is this is just good enough for theater. Put that on you know, NBC. Well, don't forget, too, this is Disney in the 80s. This is before video rental stores. Yeah. This is before cable was, like, huge. Right. You know, we're talking eighty, eighty-one. Mm-hmm. So, they when they're making these G-rated films and this PG-rated film, they're thinking, okay, this is going to be playing on television. That's oh, the yeah. only other market. They're they're not they're not pitching to streaming video and DVD sales. So they're filming it, it with with television in mind. Yeah, and and I yeah. there are a lot of films that didn't do that though, and I think. That's why they stand out today. And no, but Disney, movies like this just kind of disappear. But at this time period, Disney was doing that a lot. No, That's my I, point. I, I understand what you're saying. Even yeah. the classics that you like, like Freaky Friday, if you go back then, by the way, same screenwriter. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and I'll talk about the screenwriter in a minute because there's something like, interesting there. Okay. Um, the uh, yeah, when you look at Freaky Friday and a lot of those Disney films back then, they, they if you watch them now, they really feel like made-for-TV films, and that's the reason they were make it made for the theater, but with the idea that they're going to play them on television for the next twenty years. Yeah. So they're no, really yeah, yeah yeah true yeah they're aiming for that market, and um and by the way and also not only the hell screaming stuff but the, the opening shot, the grain and the color of the film. Do you notice how gloomy it was? Oh yeah. The whole film was shot in glumscope. Yeah. It was just like depressing. It was like now, glaucoma vision. Before we get too much into film, I have a thirty-second trailer. Do we want to? play this yeah th- yeah that'll, that'll take care of some of the plot for us there all right let's play this it's a 30 second trailer uh we'll be right back well we'll still be here yeah bill right. cosby uh, is the devil want a light elliot gould is a shady agent but i am very good luck and i guarantee you will not fail and the record business is going to the devil Swapping soul for rock and roll. I've never been to the Grammys. The Devil and Max Devlin. That's just the way we like them. Rated PG. The Devil and Max Devlin now play real. <laughs> it gets cut off at the end. <laughs> it's only a thirty-second spot. It's like the Devil and Max Devlin. Now, how come the Film Society has not restored the original trailers of this film? Because this is a part of history. Uh, you know, I didn't look that hard, but I couldn't find anything that was longer than 30 seconds. No, you're, that's all they really have is like TV spots for it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Brazilian trailer, but I'm sure it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Diablo. Now, um, what was I just going to say? You're playing the trailer of the plot. Uh, I, I saw a lot we were of talking reviews. about hell. Well, the, the plot. And yeah. The, I saw a lot of reviews that said, oh, a take on the Faust legend. And it is not a take on the Faust legend. It's a take on the devil and Daniel Webster. For all of us that uh, may not know, what is uh, the Faust? Faust, the basic idea of Faust is a man who sells his soul to the devil for the love of a woman. That's not the case here. Yeah, that kind of comes in the play later. This is loosely based on the play, or the the story, which has been remade countless times, the devil and Daniel Webster, where Daniel Webster, Webster sells his soul to the devil, and he takes the devil to court to keep his soul. And the twist at the end of that, which is nowhere in this film, is that he uh, wrote a letter to his uh, fiance or wife or girlfriend or whatever, where he said, I, I, you know, I promise you my eternal soul, which means he wins by default. Yeah, because he already promised it to somebody else. Right, which means it's not that he's a good person, but just that, well, you know, you, you, got, you suckered the devil. Well, what's interesting is... But um, I, I just hate that whenever a devil movie comes out, it's like, oh, it's, it's Faust. No, it's not Faust. Just because there's a devil and souls are mentioned, it's not a fucking version of Faust. Sorry. Yeah. I just it's like years oh. later, the the film Bedazzled. Yes. The, uh, the one with um, What's-Her-Face and Brendan Fraser. Uh, Which he gets on- he, he gets wishes, but the way it, this film ends is the way that movie ends. And But... All, but that's also a remake of the Dudley Moore, uh, Peter Cook, Bedazzled from the 60s. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah, it's a remake, I, a British I, film. I, uh, I honestly, I prefer the remake more, and a lot of people hate me for that. But uh, I got to agree. I've never seen the original, but for some reason, I do like the film Bedazzled. Oh, I, For all intents and purposes, Coca. I should not like it. Coca-Hana? 
<laughs> What's a cocaine? Yeah. No, Brendan. I, I I've always been a fan of Brendan Fraser. If you can ignore like Dudley Do Right and shit like that. Oh yeah. He he does have great comic timing. He has a great talent when it comes to comedy. Monkey bone. Uh, yeah, ignore monkey bone, and that's he doesn't ruin that. It's that fucking SNL jackass whore <laughs> ruins that. Yeah. Um, I know it's hard to differentiate between them. Oh, I know. I know. Um, but. Back back to the film. When when they're down in hell, yeah. Okay, and everybody is talking very robotically. I must add. Oh, with that voiceover. Where is that? Went in the fifth grade. He cheated on his spelling bee. I was like son of a bitch. I knew it. The devil invented auto tune. <laughs> That's where it's. But from. when Elliot Gould is talking, when Bill Cosby is talking, when the supervisors, the accountants, whatever their names are talking, Bill Cosby is like. And you will bring us three souls. It's, and it finally hit me. The reason why that was done that way was because they're doing voiceover. They took the, that scene, they took their voices, and they enhanced it and then cut it back into the movie. Mm-hmm. And if they talked normally none of it would have lined up right. They all had that weird tint to the voices. Exactly. Yeah. So by them talking very much like this, it's much easier for them to enhance the audio and put it back into the film. And I, I like the line where Elliot Gould says, you want me to corrupt the souls of little kids? It's like, <laughs> dude, dude, you're in a Disney film. Yes. <laughs> what are you thinking about? Uh I didn't look it up. I don't even know what's in IMDb. But you know, when when they send them back and he comes alive on yeah. the on the gurney while the ER guys are taking him, uh, right. the orderlies, uh, whatever you want to call them, EMT. the EMTs, fine. Sure. Uh, sure. The, the black guy that's hold behind him, the one's like, "You were dead." Is that, that bus, the, you just got hit by that bus? Is that the crazy black guy from DC Cab? Oh. <laughs> Does it look just like him? Maybe a bit heavier. Uh. You, I, never, I have I, I have uh, IMDb up for it. I never looked, and it, uh, it just occurred to me I, now. I never double checked that. I can look it up real quick. I'm already there. I don't think it's in there though. He, if he's anything in the film, it's going to be um, like truck driver or EM, not truck driver, EMT or um, orderly number one. What is his name? Orderly number one, Stu Gilliam. Ooh, and. Uh, do, 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 do. Super Globetrotters, what's <laughs> happening? Quincy M.E., I don't... Dr. Black, Mr. Hyde. Dr. Uh, Black. Mr. Hyde. Well, yeah, Black exploitation. Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. He was the Black Cook. Typecast. <laughs> Always typecast. No, he was not He was not the crazy black guy in DC Cab. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that would have that been cool. His last film was Meteor Man. Ooh, that's... Yeah. Meteor Man? Could have been worse. Could have been Ghost Eddie, What was Meteor Man? Meteor Man. That was, uh, what's his name? Not. That, the, the black comedian that was, like, really popular for two years. Oh, Damon Wayans? No. Dam- no, not Damon No, the Wayans. the Wayans, Robert Townsend. That's Remember, he, right. Robert Townsend did Hollywood Shuffle, and all of a sudden he was the hot shit. Yeah. And, cause in, and he made a statement about blacks and, and entertainment, which I think was very accurate. And then he he did the he did a couple things. He did Meteor Man was his last big thing. I think he was also producer on Amazon Women on the Moon and one of the writers yes. as well. Yes, yes, that yeah. was around that time period. That was when uh, when you still had. Uh, and I think he also did uh, Kentucky Fried Movie too. 
did he was he involved in Kentucky Fried Movie? I'm almost positive. I don't think so. Let's look. But, but so so they send Elliot Gould while you're looking that up. Elliot yeah. Gould to, to Earth, and they say uh, uh, Bill Cosby, who plays Barney Devil, Barney right. Satan, Barney Satan. Uh, yeah. He he has to corrupt the souls of three specific children, who he can access by thinking about them, and he gives them superpowers over them to speed the plot along. No real other reason for it. It's just to speed the plot along. And mm. one of the and one of the kids, of course, is the, is the little the little bastard child from Eight Is Enough. Oh, really? I mean, oh, really? You watched the film? <laughs> Eight Is Enough. Yeah, the kid from Eight Is Enough. The t- it was that was a TV show, right? The the t- yes yes the Eight Is Enough was a TV show. Yes, Joey. it was. Okay. Yes, that, Eight Is Enough, and he was a very very famous uh, child star, and also a very famous. Uh, um, troubled child star he started smoking marijuana at the age of 10 and he was in and out of jail uh repeatedly throughout his teenage years he actually had to dick dick van patten had to actually bail him out every now and then oh really yeah it was it was that bad um uh, according to robert townsend oh okay according to uh, uh imdb robert townsend i don't see him attached to amazon women on the moon and i would swear he was attached to that in some oh, way. Oh, that was oh no, that wasn't Robert Townsend. That was uh, well, no, Townsend did Hollywood Hollywood Shuffle. No, was, I know that. I know that. No, the other he was in the Warriors. He played Baseball Fury. He some was in dude the named Warriors. Base, he played some dude named Baseball Fury. Oh, I have to go back. The baseball. The baseball. Team. He was also in Streets of Fire. He was one of the baseball guys. Yeah, it says uncredited, but he was in it. Everybody was uncredited. It was the Warriors. <laughs> he was in I'm gonna get you, sucker. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, but he, but he he really dropped off the face of the earth after after Meteor Man. That was like the last one. He didn't. He wasn't like the Wayne Brothers. Yeah. He didn't stick around doing shit. Yeah, what the fuck? All right, I thought he was. I thought he was involved in Amazon Women on the Moon. I could swear I saw his name like that, uh, like a writing credit. No, that was what's his name? The, the uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. no, I know. Uh, yeah, Sunny Hall, but Sunny Hall, yeah. But I could have sworn that he was attached to it. But okay. Now he's also he has to corrupt the soul. He has to like sell the soul. Yes. He's, they they say corrupt the souls, but he wants to do is sell the souls to to hell. Get their contract that the souls belong to hell. Mm-hmm. So he has to get this little kid whose whose mother runs a daycare. Uh, the mother, the actress of by the way, who plays the mother, um, uh, was that uh, Ju- Julie Bud? Yes. She uh, claims that the, she claims that her son was fathered by Jack Nicholson. Really. Yes, uh, not in print, but she has voiced that opinion that it is Jack Nicholson's child. And has she ever gotten a DNA test? I don't think so. No, I, I think she's never pushed it. it. It's like one of those things where she's she has said it, but and it has been quoted as saying it, but she has never like publicly tried to do anything about it. Got it. She's still alive. Oh, I think so. I think she was in something recently. Because you know, even um, back then, in that film, I mean, she looked good, but she looked like she was well into her thirties. I don't know. Maybe she's just not aging well in that film. But she looked, she looked like a much older mom. For I did that not time period. I did. Wait a minute. Not Julie, but I got the names. I got the names turned around. I'm sorry, Susan An- Anspach. I so apologize. Who's Julie Bud. Julie Bud is the young singer. I'm trusting Spellis. you on all this. Do I need to bring it up? No, no, you don't. Okay. Susan Anspach plays Penny Hart, which is uh, the little Toby kid with the pig nose. His uh, mother, who runs the daycare center. Right. 
uh, ugly little child. All the the ugly, ugly little obnoxious child. He's supposed to be cute. He doesn't. He looks like a uh, ventriloquist puppet. It's been uh-huh. animated, but but not completely. So get that creepy look. Julie Budd, my mistake was Stella Summer. She's the singer. She's the young oh, yeah, the, girl the, who's a singer who who's not pretty. Who's uh, who's I just might as well be Barbara Streisand. Right, and you know what the really funny thing is about that? What's that? I'm watching the film. So uh, Elliot Gould tracks down these kids and inserts himself into their lives. Right. He he finds the little Toby, little eight, I think eight year old Toby, something like that, at the amusement park. Starts buying him candy and rides and says, "Call me Uncle Max." That's right. <laughs> this is a Disney film. You would swear Disney film, right? Uh, oh, I'll take you home to see my mother now. Just call me Uncle Max. I, I, I yeah, I, I think there were. There's other films that have been made about that, and uh, yeah, usually it's it's for pedophilia. Yeah, yeah. Now, so then he goes to the young teenage girl who he first sees in the bathroom, by the way, who looks like Barbara <laughs> Streisand, and I'm thinking, okay. The, the little boy's calling him uncle. She's going to be calling him daddy. <laughs> Which is bad enough. Right. She looks like Barbara Streisand. A lot like Barbara Streisand. I think that's why these talent agencies and movie companies, they all they look for, it's like, you look like Barbara Streisand, let's try and make you a movie star. And yeah. from what I understand, she never really did anything again after this. No, that's not, well, she... She, she did other things. Other but things. She, well, obviously, she didn't blow This was her big movie. Yeah. This was her big movie. But she did other stuff after this. I mean, she had a career. Ah. No, she had a career after this. I mean, she wasn't... I've never seen her in anything other than this movie. You don't have to... You don't, she wasn't a pop icon star, but she still had a career. She made money singing. I think that's what, what, what the point was, though. No, no, but, but... All right, but she had a career. Just because she wasn't famous doesn't mean she doesn't have a career. You can be an actor and not be Brad Pitt. I, I don't want to belittle her career, because I want to belittle a lot of other things about her. Uh, okay. But... Not trying to be like mean. Like the fact that we had to listen to her goddamn song five times. I, I counted five times in this movie. I want. I want to broach that in a separate topic. Okay. Because I, I want. What I want to complete here is the thought that I'm thinking she's going to be calling him daddy. <laughs> and so I've got this whole sexual thing going in my mind of him seducing this young girl, and which I think the film would have been better instead of actually instead of like having them sign over their souls. He actually corrupted them. I like, think it like corrupted them. And at like, one point in the film, she did get corrupted a little bit because Bill Cosby says, "Wow, it's like that's the way we like them." But that's after she signed up for the contract and then changed right. her personality. Yes. I'm saying if he just like went in there and just taught her to be evil, and you know, he could get a taught her to be evil. Anyway, <laughs> what makes it creepier is when you realize that Elliot Gould mm-hmm. was previously married to Barbara Streisand. Was he really? Yes, he was. They they fought, they, they they sired a child <laughs> together, and so you're watching this. Okay, yeah. Now it's there's a whole new level of creepy here. Yes, there is. Because <laughs> this is how this is how Barbara got her big break. Oh. I oh I have no problem believing that Barbara Streisand sold her soul. That's that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that adds a level to it, and then of course there's the 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 young nerd that wants to be a motocross. Uh, Oh yeah, where his, his mother walks in. It's like, what? What's keeping you up so late? Oh, I'm just reading the new Harvard Law Manual or whatever. It's fascinating. Harvard Law Review. Whatever. They don't make. Is. They don't make law manuals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Disney, of course, has their finger on the pulse of America. They knew all teenagers wanted to be, to be dirt bike racers. 
Although, well, well, in all defense, motocross was was actually very big in the eighties. I was about to say, you know what? I take it back. In the eighties, that actually could have been the case. I mean, there. I mean, they dedicated. ESPN was showing uh, motocross in prime time at one point. Well, there's that funny. There's that line where where, where Elliot Gold's like, well, well, he, he mentions the name of a motocross star, and like, well, you know, like blah 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 blah. And the kid says, oh, really? You taught him? Oh, yes, I did. And I'm thinking, does that reference that actually resonated with anybody back then? And I, I, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, and I, I, I honestly don't know. For all I know, that back in in 1981, maybe that was a name where you mentioned it. Oh yeah, him. I should ask my cousin. He was huge into motocross in the 80s, and I should you know, mention that name. And if he's like, oh yeah, I know that guy. And, I'm wondering if it was like mentioning like Dale Ear, Dale Earhart now, or um, Earnhardt. Uh, whatever, or or the guy the Tony Hawk for skateboarding. You know, right. maybe I don't know what motor, but to, the Tony Hawk of motocross was. <sighs> Yeah, and and I think the only reason why those names are more, uh, more recognized today is because there's more mediums for them to be recognized from. Also, you know, back then you had, you know, whatever it is, what was on TV, all twelve channels, and mm-hmm. then newspapers and magazines. Nowadays, and also, it's just everything. Nineteen eighty, uh, television, t- TV shows. Yeah, as opposed to the you know other television shows. Eighties uh, was a huge period where every television show. Had motocross in it. It's uh, some way Night, or another. Night sure. Rider, uh, the um, the Ninja One, all of them, and because it, it all it was the talk about no budget. You'd go to any like Midwest state, and they would just show up in the desert, build a rat, uh, build a ra- track, and people would come in and watch. Yeah. And it, all you do is bring the cameras. Okay, everybody, sign and release, and we're filming. There's like no budget involved. Agreed. Yeah, that's I it. Agreed. Now, you mentioned the music. Five fucking times did we have to hear this song almost to completion. No, no every time to completion. I don't know. I don't think they. she sang the song uh, from beginning to end every time, though. I, I got I to gotta point out. I actually, my first note, and I don't know if you noticed this when you were watching it. Mm. My first note was literally, not even kidding, no opening theme music. <laughs> what? What up with that? And it's very noticeable, especially for a Disney film. There's no opening theme music. Elliot Gould parks his car, puts a ticket under it to avoid, uh, you know, because he's a bad guy. Right. And proceeds. Although I thought that was a very ingenious uh, way to do. Excuse it, me, way to it, do that. It's really not because I've seen cars with three tickets under them. That does not deter it. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute, but it doesn't make any sense. I think for the time period, I, I would never do it now. I disagree totally. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, it, uh, for me, it was jarring. There's no soundtrack. Uh, there's no music, opening music. And if you go back, I'm pretty positive. I, you know, I might have lost track every now and then. There's no soundtrack to the film. The only music in this film is this girl singing. And, yeah. if, and if you go to IMDb and look up the soundtrack like I did, it lists two songs. And you know what's funny? There are two um, songs in this entire film. And they're both hers. And they're both her. When the movie starts up, because I actually uh, have uh, own the DVD of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny. That's a, that's a brave statement. <laughs> um, when it first comes up and you get the warning, no, uh, do not copy or reproduce. And then in parentheses, or the soundtrack within. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was funny. Yeah. Well, she won. I think did she win an Emmy for that or something? 
She won something for the one song. Did she really? No Fool, I think. I, I, I could be wrong. That, that, that song was a very big hit, believe it or not, I think. Well, I was doing now, uh, Julie Budd would be... Um, Julie Budd, yes. Let's see. Uh, la, 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 la. You know, on IMDb, it doesn't really show... Because, you know, a lot of times it'll say, uh, you know, actress, and then it'll say awards or nominations. It doesn't have any of that. Her IMDb is very, very thin. But uh, there's really I, but nothing on it about her. Right, but I was doing some other research and reading some reviews. Maybe she didn't win an award, but she that she... She did something. That song was popular for some reason. Because it sounded like every other song in the late seventies and early eighties. It and just she, she worked with a lot of people back then. I mean, like, it's the list. Of, she was she worked with Frank Sinatra. Really? Yeah, she was singing at the age of uh, twelve. It does say that uh, on her IMDb that yeah. she did start her career very young. I saw that somewhere else, but yeah, it's there too. Yeah, she started at the age of twelve. It says. Uh, what, what, what the kick to the teeth for me was at the end. Where they go to see right. her sing, and the big thing is, oh, will she be able to sing now that he doesn't have his magical powers to make her sing? And she sings, and she sings the whole song, and then it goes into the end credits, and it's the song. <laughs> no, no! <laughs> it's like a cruel joke. We just got to the end, and you know we're sitting through the whole song, and then you get to the end credits, Elliot Gold looks up, you know, rolls his eyes at God, and says, oh, thank you he very says, much. He says, thank you very much, yeah. Right. And then and, and he's the only one that said that about this film. <laughs> and then the credits roll, and it's her singing again all the way through the credits. <laughs> they squeezed in one more hit of that song. Now, it, we have I to was talk. Having, I was having flashbacks to uh, Any Which Way But Loose. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there really isn't much to this film. There's these three uh, storylines uh, of him just trying to have these three people, these three kids, sign over their souls. They all do at some point. Uh, I like the dirt bike kid. He goes, man, your handwriting's atrocious. Uh, how many times have I told you? It's spelled S-O-L-E, not S-O-U-L. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I'll, I'll correct it later. And he signs it, and then he gives them this look where he's like... He turns to evil, yeah. Where he's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, it's like, what did I just do? What I, what I love about it is is he's, he only has two months to get these signatures. Yeah. So the girl, he makes a huge star... And he eventually has to wear a fake beard and get her to sign an autograph for him to get her signature. Yeah, right. I was like, well, you could have just like, I mean, I mean, it should have. If he was truly an evil person, I mean, literally the first week, uh, uh, telegram, <laughs> sign here, please. <laughs> That's it, done. I got you three souls. What, 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 what can we do? For, what do you want to do for seven weeks? Yeah, he could have done that either way. He's like, oh, got your bike, uh, bike parts. Oh, I've been waiting for these. Uh, here you go. And then with the kid, here's a box of candy, just came in. Oh, fantastic. You're right, he could have had it in a week. But no, instead he's juggling three, and first, and he's juggling three soul corruptions simultaneously. No, you do one at a time, <laughs> you know, because, yeah, then you're going to bouncing around, you, you got, you know, you, 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 too many, too many fires, too many fires burning. Yep. Uh, and, and Elliot Gould, let's talk about the two lead actors, Elliot Gould and Bill Cosby. Elliot Gould, uh, the perpetually frumpy, uh, disheveled uh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, he never really reaches lovable. Neither does he reach detestable. He's like always somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, he, and at no point do you ever buy that he's actually evil. And at no point do you ever really buy. Yeah, he's a changed man. No, he's still he's still still a douche. He's still gonna evict her for the parakeet. You know that's not. <laughs> 
he'll let after he fucks her. He'll, he'll, he'll let the kids swim in the pool, but he's not paying for the paint job on the apartment. That's just... That's right. I mean, it's it's the, there's, the character arc's not believable or anything. Nah. And then Bill Cosby, whoever the genius was that said, let's put Bill Cosby in here, because uh, he's a great comic draw, and let's sell this as a huge rollicking comedy, and then let's just have Bill Cosby straight-faced, and, and he'll all Bill Cosby will do is appear every ten minutes and say, you get the souls yet? Right. You got you got four weeks. I love it when he comes in on the motorcycle or on the the motocross bike, and he's like, uh, "Just want to remind you that if they get out of your sight, your powers doesn't do anything for them." <laughs> and he fucking the next scene is this kid wiping out on the bike. <laughs> just my my actually my favorite part was when they go to the uh, the 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 fancy uh, Hollywood dinner party after the mm. girls like made it big. Right, and then Bill Cosby appears, and he's doing the Jello pudding pop dance. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing the pudding pop in the back. Oh, oh, he's booty popping. It, twice he pudding pops. <laughs> then, and there's one point I forget where else it is where suddenly he just does a smile with the eyes and he goes, pudding pops, and he goes back. Dad is great. Yeah, he gave us the chocolate cake, <laughs> and then he goes right back to straight face. <laughs> he goes from pudding pop to I spy, right like that. Oh. Yeah, and I Spy was, you know, you're already two you're two decades past I Spy. You can't do the straight face anymore. Stop doing the pudding pop. Yeah. There's no in between. Did he and, have Jello pudding at that point? Or did he get that after he got caught? He had the that back in show? the 70s. No, he had that back in the 70s when he was doing he? Uh, when he was doing picture pages after picture pages, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he, he was doing the, he, oh, don't forget Fat Albert. I mean, he was still no, big. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure Pudding Pop stuff was back in the 70s. Oh, okay. Even before Cosby. I, I think. I did not do research on that, but I'm pretty sure. And I know Ghost Dad lost him the Coke account. So he was doing Coke for a while. Yeah, he was doing Coca-Cola. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Jell-O dropped him for that. No, they didn't. He they did didn't. Jell-O with the Pudding Pops. And as a matter of fact, I don't see Jell-O commercials anymore. I don't know if there's such an established product at this point that they don't need advertising in, uh, of any kind because you know what? when you go to the supermarket you it's synonymous you All just right. you know what it is this is a tangent that has nothing to do with what we're talking about but i'm gonna weigh in on it anyway okay and say the reason is because there are so many disgusting snack foods at the market now jello is fine with the jello brand gelatin being used as a baking product they don't even sell it as a treat anymore okay the company whatever conglomerate company since like all the food companies are owned by three people now, whoever owns Jello is selling some other kind of shitty snack food to kids, and it's okay, and and they'll buy this to bake, and they'll buy this to make stuff. They know it's there, so you're right. Yeah, it's established. It. They don't need to advertise it. There and there's nobody else making gelatin. Just Knox, and they don't there, even do flavors. Just, yeah, there's there's knockoffs. There's not no no Knox the brand and K N O X. This is a, uh, we're I getting too the, much uh, into I, food. I, I, yeah, we are. We're, um, uh, speaking of Bill Cosby, mm. um, he keeps appearing in costume. He keeps appearing in a leather suit. He appears in a leather suit. When they're at the diner, he appears in a hard hat and a flannel shirt. Yeah. When they're at the uh, the dance party, he appears in like a suit, like a leisure suit. Like yeah. Nobody can see him but Elliot Gould. <laughs> Why is he showing up in costume? <laughs> Uh, it shouldn't bother me, but it does. Because he's sitting there. The first time you see him in on Earth, he's wearing the hard hat and the, the, the flannel. And he's telling Elliot Gould, no one can see me but you. I said, then why are you wearing a hard hat? <laughs> and why isn't Elliot asking him if he's wearing a hard hat? 
<laughs> or why he's wearing a hard hat. Ah. Uh, Just call me Uncle Max. Uncle Max. I love the calculator on his desk. Calculator? Calculator. Or the and adding I, machine. Adding machine. I didn't notice it. You didn't notice it? I the watched was, most of this in my car. It was bigger than my 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 monitor. I I I watched most of it in my car. He's got a huge uh, adding machine on his desk at the hotel, mm-hmm. and it, it's literally like a foot across. And the the measuring the, the 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 printout tape coming out of the center is like two inches wide. Oh, God. So there's like 10 inches of just pure button machinery behind that two inches of paper. <laughs> it's like the most advanced technology in the film. Wow. <laughs> I love it. I thought of you when I saw that. Every time I see outdated technology in films, I think of you. You always think of me? Always think of you. That's funny. Uh, now my, we should... We, oh. No, Bill Cosby as the goat man. We have to talk about... I was, I was just going to yeah. bring that up. I said, we before I give you my challenge, yeah, you, we have you, to bring up... You Bill Cosby that. in full makeup goat man. You almost, you almost mentioned that at the beginning of the show. I was like, dude, dude, don't don't shoot the wad now. This is the big thing. This is where <laughs> just when you think the film can't get any more just incomprehensible, all of a sudden, there's Bill Cosby bare chested. They didn't have him shave his chest either. No, bare chested. He's got he's got like the orange fur down his legs, and right. I'm assuming cloven hooves. You can't see that part. And he's got like the so he's got the he's he's a satyr. He's got the furry arms. He's got the furry. He's got the horns. He's got like the goatee going. He's got the uh, the black uh, makeup on his eyes and his mouth and the nose yeah. and all that, with the fucking crazy hair. Right, that orange curly kind of satyr hair. Right, and he's really is a you will feel the pain. You were doing. You it. will not know pain. Like I swear, he was doing his act from Bill Cosby himself when he was imitating his wife. The condition like, fit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you will go downstairs and make your children breakfast. <laughs> I just because he didn't do Bill Cosby himself until uh, I think it was that year as well. He did Bill Cosby himself. Mm-hmm. He did it right before the, he got the Cosby Show, right? Because the Cosby Show is based off of that standup. Yeah, well, it's based off. Uh, it was based off all his older standup too. He always did stuff about his wife. He always did stuff about his kids. Right. So that wasn't anything new. Well, I think at that point in time, all of his kids were born. Right. But you, uh, you know what I'm saying. He no, always, I, 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 I do understand. He always did that. Um, and that 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 seemed through me for a minute. I was like, you, did Bill 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 signed off on this? Yeah, Bill. <laughs> it's better. It's better than level four. <laughs> <laughs> this film cannot be better than level. That's how they should have sold it. But Devil Max Devlin, it's better than level four. <laughs> Trust us, it's better than level four. Um, and that's an inside joke to the film. I'm not even explaining it. Yeah. Uh, I, there are two quotes to the film that I found doing my research. Mm-hmm. One is on IMDb, one is not. The one that's on IMDb, and I found it elsewhere, but it's also on IMDb, uh, is that Elliot Gould, at some point, I can't find the source, but apparently at some point he said, this is one of the best films I've ever been attached to. (laughs) Now, granted, he did a lot of weird, wacky, forget And and, and remember, folks, he had already done MASH. Yeah, better than MASH. (laughs) Way better than MASH. Better than Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice? Okay, maybe. Better than Mash? <laughs> Not better than Mash. And he did. If you look at his record, he did a lot. He did a lot of films in the seventies right. that were like you don't, you never hear about them again. I actually had to look one up because I remembered. I remember seeing the film as a kid, where he was a professor that found a letter by George Washington, 
And all oh, I, remember, I think I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, and all I remember, all I remember from the film is he found bugs in his house. They broke two of his fingers, and at the end, he eats the letter in an operating room. That's all I remember. <laughs> but he made all these films that are just so forgettable because it was just your typical seventies like spy plots with right. with too much sex but not enough sex. And and yeah, he he. This is the film he hung his hat on then. <laughs> During the filming, this is the one of the best films I've ever been in. Was and this it, also close to the end? Not the end of his career, but he kind of cooled off after this movie, didn't well, he? Well, yeah. And one of the thoughts behind that is he was very popular with the college anti-establishment crowd, right? And I read one article that real that theorized that what happened was when Nixon won his second term as president, the anti-establishment crowd kind of was starting to cool down, and with that, the uh, he lost his icon status with that group where he wasn't like this big rebel anymore. Okay. So he was, so they, they said when he, they hired him for this film, uh, not this film, uh, the long goodbye, which is one of my favorite films. Oh, really? You've seen the long goodbye, right? I don't, uh, I don't know. Add it to your list, sir. All right. I'll do that. Um, the long goodbye. When he did that, he, he spent like six months. He couldn't get, get a job. No one was hiring. No kidding. Yeah, and that was like, I think that was shortly after uh, Devil, Devil and Max Devlin. It was that time period where just no one was hiring him, and that, and, that, and they think that's why because there was that drop off on the, the the you know the 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 country stopped rebelling. Okay. They were finally they were finally done with the whole rebelling thing, and you know, and then the eighties became just the uh, yeah whatever. You remember the eighties? Yeah, yeah, I remember it well. Pretty much, pretty much just yeah, we're here. He did the long goodbye in nineteen seventy three. Seventy three. All so right, so that's eight years or before. Yeah, eight years earlier. I'm sorry, I I got my time frames mixed up. When he when he did that, he was cooling off with that. So when he would, by the time he got to Max Devlin, he was already past that point where he was no longer that that icon. Right. And that's where he's doing shit like this. I apologize. Yeah, he I he, they, he did Mash in 1970. Right, and that and, and that's where he was at the height of the anti-establishment. You know, because that was an anti-Vietnam War. Wow, I didn't know that movie was that old. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, we're old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The other quote was Bill Cosby. There was uh, I found it in Jet Magazine. Every time I do stuff on Bill Cosby, half my research ends up going to Jet Magazine. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. And uh, that's not even a joke. It's real. Well, I mean, he was one of the most powerful uh, uh, black right. comedians, actors, whatever you want to... I, I just don't uh, want you to think I was uh, making a, a, a lame attempt at humor. That's just true. Okay. <laughs> um, and he, apparently, the reason he, one of the reasons he took the film... Mm-hmm. Was because the devil was always in Hollywood films. The devil was always represented by a white man, and so he would be the first black man to represent the devil in a Hollywood film. Oh. And I I don't know if that's a step forward or a step back or a step back. And I'm still not sure. I know the movie was a step back. I don't know if his portrayal of a black Satan was a step. And I, I'm not even sure if that's true that it was the first representation of a black Satan. There was no exploitation films that did it. I don't. That's what he he said. There was no that, that no black people had ever played uh, Satan. And, and there, there hasn't been many since either. No, and and black exploitation may not count towards like mainstream Hollywood too, which right. Mike was thinking about. I mean, so you know, so there's that. And I, I really have a problem with the nerdy the nerdy kid being named Nordlinger. <laughs> Nordlinger. Nerve Nordlinger. Uh, yeah. What did he do? Has he done anything? I don't know. I didn't. I I gave up my research with 
<laughs> After I read all the stuff about Toby, I was like, oh, I can't. Oh, the poor kid. Marijuana smoking at the age of 10. Man, he was in, he, he was in Total Recall? Yeah. Oh, he, he did stuff afterwards. Oh, he was one of the doctors. <laughs> but he was uh, he was ready to inject him. He was one of those doctors. See, see, he can't That's fall. right. He goes, yeah, we hardly ever fuck up around here. <laughs> he was that guy. I honestly, I recognize him. From, he, I think he did other... Did Holy he put, shit. Did he do other Disney stuff, too, back then? Uh, I have him in front of me right now. He did... Let's see if anything... Turner and Hooch. He did Turner and Hooch. Spring Break. Oh my. I'm thinking go back to like seventies though. He hasn't done anything in the seventies. He no, got his start yeah. in nineteen eighty. He looks but he looks I guess is why I heard him, he looks like every other nerdy kid. He's your quintessential eight. nerd. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's totally your quintessential nerd. He played uh, Claude in Splash? I have no idea who Claude is in Splash. I, I don't I, uh, he's probably, I'm just reading lists off the IMDB right at <laughs> Last thing he did was in 2003 as an I, actor. I mean, I, I don't have much else to add to this. I, all I can say is, and I already spilled my beans on that, my, my taking out the trash would just be the idea that if you started off where he, or Elliot Gould actually was, you still there? I'm here. I, I thought it dropped off. No, no. If Elliot Gould actually was the kind of guy that's like stealing the welfare checks from the elderly people living in his, in his retirement community and was evil enough to actually go to hell and not just, oh, gee, he's just a jerk. Right, and when he came back, instead of having the signing off the souls, actually had to take these three kids and corrupt them by his own means, like teach the little Toby to be an evil little bastard, right. and and seduce the girl and, and and pretty much sell her to the music industry, and take this nerdy kid and turn turn you know teach him to be an asshole because only the assholes get the girls, and just and corrupt them, and then at the end. Uh, the the end of this should have been like the ending of Kids, <laughs> where where nothing's solved, everything's gone to shit, and then there's just him sitting there, uh, like like maybe with 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 uh with the young girl with with the uh, Barbara Streisand look alike, like, right. like 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 OD'd the death on the end, edge of his bed, half naked. And he's just sitting there. What happened? What happened? <laughs> and then the, the big kick is at the end. He gets Barney's job, and Barney gets to go to heaven. <laughs> I found someone worse than you. I'm free. <laughs> A little bite to it. It wouldn't. Have, be, it wouldn't be a Disney film, but it'd be a good right, movie. Right, right. Have you seen uh, on its IMDb? Have you seen the the shitty and and again, this doesn't bother me that much, but just because it is a bad film. But have you seen the the, the DVD cover that they used, where they essentially took a picture of two people from a looking down shot and just photoshopped <laughs> each of their heads on these bodies. Yeah. And Bill Cosby is doing the Puddin' Pop face. The Puddin' Pop. The Jello Puddin'. Well, look at the original movie poster. Camille. <laughs> the original poster, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I have it on the wiki page. Now, which one, the animated or the live-action poster? The, it's, <laughs> the one that I'm looking at is definitely drawn. Okay, because there's also... Well, it's I the see one it. where Bill Cosby has horns and he's got a red cape with... Uh, it's collared. A collared red cape. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's also the other one that, that's, uh, I guess, it's more of a VHS cover, but it's the one where it's just a photo. It's 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 not a not a picture appearing from the film, but it's those two standing in front of flames. Okay. Uh, it's they're they're both like they're both uh, photoshopped out of the movie and put in front of the flames, so it's a little better than the one you're talking about. Uh, okay, I have it right in front. Yeah. Yep. 
You know what's funny? I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at like the old clamshell boxes that Disney used to have. Those were the like the really big ones. Mm-hmm. And I and I can guarantee you at some point this was a rare film that was worth money. Oh yeah. If you could have gotten this film with the original clamshell case, I guarantee you could have sold it on eBay for like a hundred or two hundred dollars. Especially if you got the one with the dildo in the background. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a reference. And, you know to, what, that's what's a, funny? That's a reference to Little Mermaid for those of you who don't know. Yes, I know. No, no, I'm sorry, but not I, you. I, I, yes, I, I know you know, but now I, I have to explain the absurd. Well, everyone should go should go do a search for the Little Mermaid and turn just, off your ser- safe search. Just type, go to Google, type in Little Mermaid dildo, and then don't be surprised when you end up on lists. <laughs> I did a search for the Devil and Max Devlin, and they have that picture of Bill Cosby as uh, sadist guy <laughs> or Sater guy. See that's gonna be my my new wall my wallpaper now. Do they have a big copy of it? It's big enough. Oh, that's my new wallpaper. Uh, well, you know what? Screw it. Yeah, that's my new, that's, that'll that'll be good enough for wallpaper. It'll new, stretch out, but that's it'll my be new good Facebook enough. icon. Who am I kidding? <laughs> that's it. Well, there's really I mean, there's really not much to add to the movie. It's boring. Oh, it's very boring. There's there's no. It tries to go for that Disney charm. There's nothing charming about the film. There's nothing charming about the kids. There's nothing charming about Elliot Gould. There's really nothing charming about Bill Cosby. Uh, Bill Cosby doesn't even appear at the end after Elliot Gould wins, by default, I guess. Right. You know, uh, you know, he he doesn't show up at the end and go, "Hey, well, you beat me, ha ha ha." It's just huh. that's it. No more Bill Cosby. So uh, it's pretty much after he shot the Seder scene, he went home. It was just not nah, not. Nah, I put on the I put on the furry pants and I was bare chested. That's it. I'm fucking done. <laughs> but I do have to mention one more thing. What's that? As always, I check out the screenwriters because that's very important to me. Okay. And there's two screenwriters listed for The Devil and Max Devlin. I actually didn't look at any of this because it has nothing to do with your challenge. Usually, oh. I'll I'll do homework mm-hmm. for your challenge, but well, I I'm we'll a, get to I'm it. I'm a researcher, so when I'm watch a film, I have to go and do the research. And so I'm looking at Mary Rogers and Jimmy Sangster both have story credits, and Mary Rogers has a screenplay credit. Mm-hmm. Mary Rogers really only wrote one other screenplay, which is um, I just Freak, mentioned it. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, and she, she which is another Disney movie, right? And she and around the same time period, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit earlier, or later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seventy-six. About but five yeah, years earlier. Five years earlier, but still that same time period where they're making them for television as well as the, uh, the big screen. Yep. And, of course, her name's attached to the, the, the remakes that came afterwards. Jimmy Sangster, I'm looking at it, it's like, that name sounds familiar. I recognize Jimmy Sangster's name. Last year, I wrote a foreword to a novel reprint for Idea Men Productions that was not released because the economy kind of hit the, the book place, uh, the mar- book marketplace hard. So we kind of held off on it. I did a foreword for a novelization for the 1959, I believe, movie Jack the Ripper. Okay. Was re- And it was written by Jimmy Sangster. Jimmy Sangster is... Oh, yeah, there it is, Jack the Ripper. I have his Jimmy, name up now. Jimmy Sangster is one of the major screenwriters for Hammer Studios. Uh, he he wrote some of your classic Hammer films. He was a huge Hammer film screenwriter. Look at that. And he he wrote screenplays. I I I uh he came out with a a biography called uh, Do You Want It Good or Tuesday? 
which I, I which I don't have a copy of yet because I'm trying not to pay for it. I'm trying to get it for free. Okay. So I've been because because I'm a cheap bastard. Um, <laughs> but uh, and that he died back in two thousand and seven, I think, two thousand nine. But if you read his his he bio, died, wow, he died August two thousand eleven. Eleven. That's right. The book came out in two thousand seven. Very recent. Right. Um, he but he's. He accidentally became a screenwriter. He wasn't a screenwriter, but they said, "Oh, you know, write a screenplay, and, we'll, and if you like, if you like it, you will we'll print it. We'll use it." And after that, he was doing nothing but screenwriting. And again, classic Hammer films. You know, a lot of the Blood of Dracula. I, I could list a bunch of them. Right. And then eventually, his last screenplay he ever wrote for the big screen was The Devil and Max Devlin. Okay. Now, when you, but now, I, the only reason I'm getting into this besides the fact that I was really psyched when I saw it. It's like, oh, wait, I, I already did research on this guy because I wrote a forward for a book uh, that based on him. Um, I, I forget. I don't think he I don't think he wrote the novelization, but that's neither here nor there. Um, he was a classic, as I said, Hammer Film screenwriter. Can you imagine what his original story concept was. Oh, yeah, they probably fucking changed that I, completely around. I know I kind of took a long way to get there, but I, I just wanted to spell that out, my, my thought process there. Which, what are the odds of... What, what are, are the, the odds? Uh, you know, classic Hammer film screenwriter, this is his last fucking film. It's almost like Bill Cosby, like everything he touched died. Yeah. Cindy Portier's last director, direct, directing film, uh, Jimmy Sangster's last screenwriting film, all of them linked to Bill Budden Pop Cosby. <laughs> who who was the, not only deaf to his own career but so many others what do you, what do you think the odds of uh getting the original screenplay for the the devil of max devlin is do well, you no. think that, that you could get something like that no no but but since he gets i don't know if there was it is possible and i need to get the book now because i guarantee there's at least one page on this movie because it's about his entire writing career um but either there was a first screenplay, and then Mary Rogers just redid it, or they pitched the idea together, and then he either backed out or the project was taken from him. I see. So I, you know, there's so many different ways that he could have gotten a story credit. He could have just like came in and said, "Well, you should do this." And he probably as long as you change a certain, um, if you get a script and you change a certain percentage of that script, where mm -hmm. you leave your mark on it, right. it it's uh, it's the Screenwriters Guild rules. You have to have a credit. Oh, I. Oh, okay. You know that's all right. So that was like the whole cliffhanger thing. You know, where it passed through ten hands, like they wrote it so many times. But the one guy's like, you know what? It was still my idea. He's still climbing a fucking mountain. I get a story credit. <laughs> I think that's. I think that one actually went to like to, to uh, you know, court. And he won. Right, because it's like yeah. I don't care how far removed you got it. He still got a pickaxe in his hand. It's my fuck. I get a fucking story credit. They're, they're touchy about that, so I don't know how much involvement he has. I need to do more research on that, but I found it very interesting, and I would just love to find out if he had anything more sinister in mind. Sure, I bet he did. Yeah. Writing Hammer movies? Come on. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything more sinister than, than sleeping with uh, Barbara Streisand. Ugh. <laughs> Old Babs herself. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we can we make can we make the song from this movie like the official song of movie Sucktastic now? We need to play that at the end of every episode. Oh God! Oh, oh, oh! But but we we ran a bit long. We what, did run a little long. Yeah, we're in an hour, right? Hour and thirty six minutes. Oh, let's wrap it up, sir. We, we this was supposed to be a short episode. 
Well, I got to give you my movie challenge. Oh, oh, see, I was hoping to get around that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Although I don't know how much you're going to hate this challenge. I remembered I have not seen this movie in 20 years. You know what? When I when I challenged you to Max Devil, and I was like, you know, I, I was I, again. I saw this. Oh, but that's why I didn't mention. I was. I distinctly remember. I was taken to a theater to see this film as a kid. No way. Yes, because I remember being in the theater, and I remember being totally bored and not liking it because Bill Cosby was not funny and he was not there. <laughs> he wasn't funny. And I don't know which one of my parents thought it was. Maybe it was even like a babysitter. Who knows? I don't know who decided that this was an, an ideal film for a kid, but whoever it was, Disney tri tricked them. No kidding. Yeah. So when I recommended it to you, I had not seen it since I was in a theater and a child. Right. For, for all I knew, it could have been kind of funny. I, I just knew it was an obscure, kind of obscure film now because you don't hear about it anymore. Right. You know, I, I, I think there's another when you if you look up Jimmy Sangster, it was just like Bill Cosby with Ghost Dad. He then went to Hollywood and wrote films such as blah 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 blah. <laughs> didn't mention Bex Devlin. <laughs> Which he really didn't, you know, he didn't, he got his credit, but he didn't write it, so that's... Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they can't all be totally suck jobs, you know? Yeah. As long as they're, they're bad, even if we like them, they have to be bad, that's all. Yes. So, anyway. Anyway. The way I chose this, didn't do director, actor, screenwriter, or anything, It I did theme again. Oh, dude, you're awesome. All right, I did theme again. Okay. And it, it is... Hold on, you gonna give me a guess? I'm gonna give you a guess. Okay. Well, I was going to say, it is... Um, What's the theme? The, the theme is hell. Hell? Okay. Yeah. It takes place in hell. The film takes place in hell. Well, what happens is it's a fight for your life. You have to get from uh, one point to another point uh, type uh, scenario. Uh-huh. Okay. And if, he, if this character doesn't do that, um, his soul... And the the love of his life, their basically their souls will be taken by by the devil. Dungeon master, not dungeon master. Oh, not highway to hell. It is highway to hell. Oh, dude, I got it! Wow. <laughs> if, I, if I remember correctly, that is the film in which um, Gilbert Gottfried plays, plays Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, yeah. kudos to you. Now, mm. was it now? Hold on a minute. Thank though. you. Yeah. Was this actually released in the theater? Yes, it was. It was okay. released March thirteenth, nineteen ninety two. I I remembered it on video, but I didn't remember it being. I remembered it on video myself, and it was re only released in three countries, and that's the Netherlands on June nineteenth, nineteen ninety two, the United States on March thirteenth, nineteen ninety two. As long as that a U.S. release, that's all. That and counts. in Australia, uh, November of nineteen ninety one. Interesting. Highway to hell, eh? And I have a feeling it was a very limited release in the U.S. because then it went straight to Cinemax. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now what I remember. Just what? just for shits and giggles. Yeah. I remember Gilbert Gottfried, of course, mm -hmm. as as uh, Hitler. Hitler. And Janine Garofalo at the same table. Yeah. Says so like, but you're Hitler's and I am not Hitler. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I love Gilbert Gottfried. I remember... I, I mean, Ben Stiller and Jerry Stiller are both in it. Oh, they are. I don't, see, I don't remember that. I'm looking at the uh, at the at its IMDb. Ben Stiller plays Pluto's cook and Attila the Hun, and Jerry Stiller plays the desk cop. I don't remember any of that, but what I do remember is Gilbert Gottfried. That's and it was, obviously why Janine Garofalo and, was in it because she's big friends with the, and, the Stillers. Yeah, 
And I also remember that Gilbert Godfrey was in a nightclub when he, when you meet him at a, at a dinner table. Yeah. I remember Andy Warhol construction workers on the road, yeah. on the highway to hell. I remember a a chase sequence with a bunch of uh, Volkswagen bugs, beetles. Mm-hmm. And I remember that you had to shoot the, the, the highway to hell cop in the sunglasses to kill him. Yes. That's all I remember. Everything else is a, is a, is a blur. So this I remembered <laughs> really enjoying this film. And, I, and I'm so glad that this theme has come up so that I can rewatch it. I don't remember enjoying it that much, but I do. Remember, I, I really remember enjoying it. I, I remember liking it. I, I, I hesitate to say enjoying, but I remember it not sucking. Yeah. You know, where I was like, oh, that's kind of like the Andy Warhol thing. I was like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Again, Gilbert Gottfried, a, a Jewish comedian playing Hitler. You can't beat that. No, you can't. So, yeah, I, I will gladly take that from you, sir. Now, you strayed from our Black History Month. Sorry. But, but you know what? By the time we review it, it will no longer be Black History Month. So That is true. Get, get a pass on that. And I'm sure there's a black actor in there somewhere. Oh, oh but not a lead. That That's cheating. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'll have to see what my I'm, I have to start thinking about your challenge now then mm. yeah. okay thank you sir okay <laughs> so so you have you have just listened to a new episode of Movie Sucktastic episode 62 I'm going to play the Julie Budd song <laughs> to end <laughs> the show <laughs> which one I pity the fool oh, from yeah. rags the rich well I, I it's funny, I heard the song five times, and none of it stuck in my head either. No, I know. I was like, I don't remember a line from it. <laughs> That's it. It was that good of a song, I heard it five times, and I can't even think of a line. Uh, I, I even, the, what was the name of the song? Pity Fool? There's Fool. There's Fool in there. It's something Fool. It's something like, I will always love you, or, no, uh, no, uh, no it wasn't. A, as you're a fool. There's a fool in there somewhere. You can listen to us uh, on iTunes. Uh, yeah, listen to us on iTunes. What is wrong with the goddamn audio? It's ruining it. Who, me? No, no, with this goddamn song. You're ruining it! You're doing it wrong! Um, you can listen to us on Zoom. Yes, Zoom still? Zoom. iTunes, Zoom. Podcast Pickle? Podcast Pickle is still there. Podcast Pup? <laughs> Podcast Pup is still there, too. Okay, uh, Mevio. We're back on Mevio? We are back <laughs> Dude, dude, leave me hanging here. I'm, that, I'm trying to do this. We're back on right. video, and because Mevio pointed out the fact that they're a video site and we do an audio podcast. That's right. He said, listen, fine, you know, we're going to do video. So starting with the uh, the Oscar show, and hopefully for every episode past then, we will be doing video of the show. Right. So you get to look at, you get the, the gaze upon my, my visage and, and Joey's mug while we're talking about bad movies. I will even wear a hat. You gonna bring your hat? I, I'm gonna wear. It depends what hat I bring. Um, uh, maybe the mask. Who knows? But hey, whatever works. But we're hoping to turn this into a video podcast as well. We'll probably have both choices. We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't think we'll, we'll put the video up on iTunes. I think we'll just do Mevio. But we, but Mevio, iTunes, Podcast Pickle, Zoom. Uh, you can get us on Stitcher on your on your uh, Stitcher enabled device or That's Android right. phone. You can get us on uh, what else, Joey? MovieSucktastic.com. You can go you can there. Listen to us right from the site. Right from the site. If you if you uh, join the Movie Sucktastic Facebook page, we post the audios there, and you can listen to it streaming off your Facebook page while you poke people. This song ain't working. I'm sorry. 
I'm, I'm going Neither with the regular. You. I'm going with the three. I'm going with the regular theme music. If if you want to call us, you can call us at 908-514-4470. One more time. That's 908-514-4470. Cuz I refuse to memorize a phone number anymore. I know. What the hell is wrong with you? And that's obviously why you didn't call us from California. That's that, that's not the only reason I didn't call. I was also like in misery, ready to shoot myself in the head to let the pressure out. And I was eating uh, goat throat, uh, cow throats. Thank you very much. Yeah, sweetbreads. Yes, and and the wine was free when you stopped by to look at the the the, the place. Ah. 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 And so listen to us. Come to Movie Sucktastic. Uh, there's all. If you go to moviesucktastic.com or badmovieday.com, that will also take you to the same place because we're doubling down. That's right. Um, go there. Whichever one's easier for you to, to spell. <laughs> Go to that site, and all of our links are there. Or go to smichaelwilson.com and see what Scott's doing lately, because Scott's up to some shit, believe it or not. Believe it or not, baby. Believe it or not, Scott has been up to some shit. Uh, and and that is us. Uh, I am Scott. That is Joey. We are the movie guys. And uh, just remember, it, it uh, things will get better, even if the movies don't. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yes. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Toodles. Actually, we'll talk to you on Sunday. Talk okay, Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, live. By the, you know what? But by the time they hear this, it'll, the Oscars are. When you posted this, I'm hoping to post this tomorrow morning. Okay. If you're listening now, before Oscars, tune in. Where, where could we send them that they could listen to us live while we're? What, what are we doing? I think I'm gonna post the link right on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page, and we will post the link to our live stream feed or whatever we do for a video, and. Watch us for live Oscar coverage. We'll be drinking nonstop, and we'll be reviewing nonstop, nonstop, uh, nonstop until, <laughs> until we're talking the way I'm talking right now. <laughs> Do it. It's going to be good. Do it, because it's either that or listen to Ben Stiller make asinine jokes. And, about, yeah, yeah, Avatar. Trust me, you're better off to listen to us. That's right. Yeah. Fucking A right. Fuck Ben Stiller. Fuck him. That's right. <laughs> um, All right. <sighs> I'm tired. Let's go to bed. No, not together. Oh, just, separately. Dude, I will be there in 45 minutes. Keep the covers warm. <laughs> There's no problem there. <laughs> All right. Talk I, to you next week. I, I've been told that some Talk to you Sunday. I, I feel been, like I'm drunk already. Well, you are. <laughs> Rum and Mountain Dew, people. Rum and Mountain Dew tastes just like cream soda and will fuck you up without you noticing. And if you put enough sugar in champagne, it tastes like ginger ale. Yeah. Yeah, good night. <laughs> good night.